Blog Talk Radio. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. Hello, everyone. How are you tonight? Welcome to FXE Live. Oh, my Lord. You ever have a feeling that this could be the train wreck? You ever you ever have a feeling that there's impending doom as we go ahead? Uh, the staff is making popcorn. We're having beer, and the conversation that has been going on uh, be- just minutes before the show is just absolute absurdity. Uh, folks, welcome to God knows what's going to happen. I know what's supposed to happen. First of all, I am a fantasy jester. Yeah, maybe I should, you know, say hi and welcome everybody. I am the fantasy jester. This is FXE Live. We're going to be talking Backlash, Raw, SmackDown, FXE News. We've got some big things coming up for everybody as far as the whole FXE uh, storyline goes. And I'll I'll leave that to the end. I, I know most of you are here for the you know, coverage of Backlash and the Raw and the SmackDown, WWE. And then there's a whole other, you know, section of you. And I love you all. I'm glad you join us. Whichever one you're here for, or uh, mainly here for, the FXE crowd that's uh, slowly already building to uh, insane proportions. I can't get over how fast this is going, folks. This is absolutely great. I can't wait to talk about that later on. But we're going to have JT in in a little bit. We're going to be joined by Joey Cage tonight. We ha- actually are being graced by his presence. Took last week off and uh, is back again this week with us. Going to go ahead, give his opinion of everything. You know, it, it's good. This is what you're getting. When you listen to the show, folks, you got to understand, you know, it's not just a bunch of guys that are sitting around BSing about it, okay? We have distinct uh, value and from different perspectives for you in this, you know, you've got somebody who is just a, a fantastic sports analyst in JT being able to give you his perspective uh, as a sports analyst and a, a damn good one. Then you have somebody like Joey Cage, a, a guy that's in sports. He's former MMA coming into now wrestling. Okay. You know, you get his perspective as uh, an up-and-coming wrestler. And then now, from my perspective, it's it's as a promoter. You know, what am I looking for in the show, and what do I see? And really getting to analyze the show from so many uh, different directions, you know, from the presentation to the lighting to – the actual guys wrestling, how they work, and, and the storylines, and it's really getting to be. I, I didn't really think I'd become a complete analyst of the whole show the way I am. You know, I've always just enjoyed the wrestling for what it was, and, you know, I, I've just always enjoyed the athleticism that goes along with it. And now I'm getting to see it and enjoy it from a whole new perspective. And that's what I'm glad and happy to bring all of you tonight. Again, I am the fantasy jester. This is FXE live. We're brought to you by fantasy Also, if you want to listen to any of our previous shows, catch us on iTunes, fantasy jester on iTunes, subscribe now, 
catch up on all our shows. And for those of you who are just tuning in, first time, welcome. Let's also catch up on the football show tomorrow night, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, just before the Thursday night show, the Gridiron Guys. Catch us right here, fantasyjusticesports.com, and on iTunes as well. Then on Saturday nights, the Fantasy Jester Show, 8 o'clock at night from 8 to 9.30, and it really is a wide range of sports. You don't want to miss that. And some interesting guests coming down the pike, folks. We're going to go ahead, and we're going to get into the guests later on, but I want to go ahead with who's here now. First of all, you know I don't go anywhere without him. If you're a fan of the podcast, you know he's right here. And next up online, always, JT, how are you tonight, sir? Doing good, Jester. Uh, definitely an interesting week in the WWE. Uh, some good stuff, some bad stuff, and uh, a lot of stuff for us to get into tonight. So it should be a good show. Yeah, yeah, it's been uh, it's been an interesting uh, three days straight. You know, we're coming off the pay-per-view on, on Sunday, and then we've got Monday Raw and then SmackDown yesterday. So we're coming off of an uh, interesting three days in a row. I want to go ahead. I want to get Joey Cage in here right away. He's working his way in already. I want to get this going uh, and get to everybody's opinion. Hey, Joey, how are you tonight? Well... You know, I'm all right. It's been uh, it's been a very interesting last two weeks uh, for Joey Cage, and there's been you know a lot of things going on, uh, both personal, personally and professionally. Uh, you know, I, I've been doing a lot of thinking, Jester, and it's been it, you know I, I'm glad to be back on the show. Um, you know, I, I've had a lot going on, and I think that there's so many things uh, that I can say. You know, the last time when I was on. Uh, you know, I was, I, it was such a happy moment for me, such an exciting, great time uh, for me to sign my contract with FXC. And then, you know, the whole thing goes down and you bring in this clown Mako. You know, I, you know I, I've been thinking about, you know, that whole situation for some time and all the comments that he said and everything. And the only thing I can say is, and I'm sure I speak for all the fans of FXC, I'm very excited to get in the ring. Uh, I can't wait to get in the ring with this guy. I truly hope he knows what he's getting himself into. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to calm down and, you know, I'm very excited to talk what's been going on in WWE, you know, backlash, raw SmackDown, like JT said, there's been some good, some bad, but a whole lot for us to cover. And I'm just glad to be here. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're here again with us and, uh, we try and get you in here as much as we can. And, folks, uh, so that you know, not just uh, one of the wrestlers for FXE now, one of the signed wrestlers for FXE, he also writes on FantasyJusticeSports.com. He, he does the WWE coverage for us of the shows. He gives his reviews and his opinions. You can catch him there every week. He covers it for you. And then, you know, now as a one of the wrestlers, it, it, I have to say, you know, it's it, developing early between you two and i like to see that i like to see the enthusiasm that you both have because you both feel the same way i mean you both have the same attitude that it's not i'm not going to be the one to lose all right you both realize where you are you both realize that you're at the bottom of the totem pole okay and you and you're both hungry and i appreciate that folks we're going to get to wwe in a second but because I, 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 I just want to let Joey, I, I appreciate his enthusiasm, Joey, and I do. I see you working at it. I see you getting ready. Okay, and you know, 
and I know Mako is too. So that's what I like to see. Two young guys that are hungry, ready to go at it, ready to see what they can bring to the table, ready to impress. And the biggest thing is, I don't know how you feel. Maybe you don't share the same sentiment, but I know Mako's very uh, eager to impress his boss. He's, he's a good guy. I like him. I like him. He's a nice kid. No, nice isn't going to do anything for him in the ring. And I just, I can't wait to get that punk in the ring. That's all, that's all I could really say about that. I could go on forever about that loser. Well, and again, we're, that, that'll be coming up. And we'll be announcing these dates coming up soon, folks. Uh, we have a huge, huge meeting where it could develop into our first set of dates. Uh, I'll be at that meeting this coming Monday. So on the next FXE, we have a couple of things that might be going on. And I'll talk about that later. Getting back to WWE, folks, and um, JT, uh, I'm going to let you go first, and then I want to get Joey's, and then I'll give my opinion on it. Um, You had the opportunity to watch Backlash. What did you think? Mm -hmm. Um, I really didn't think anything more than I thought going in, which was it was a glorified Tuesday night SmackDown with a good main event. Um. I saw some areas of opportunity. Uh, come on, Randy Orton's match, the one match that I was looking forward to the most, all of a sudden he's not able to compete. So you think, wow, yet another dagger in the ascension for Bray Wyatt. But then WWE, uncreative, outdoes themselves and has him lose <laughs> to Kane. I just don't get what they have against this kid. I, I'm racking my brain. I mean, does he have pictures of somebody? Does he have something that they don't like? Uh, Kane, who's one of my favorites of all time, has been absolutely inconsequential over the last couple of years, and you're going to have him beat Bray Wyatt. So that's what sticks in my craw the most after that. It's kind of backwards what they're doing too. They're they're pushing Bo Dallas and uh, so that you can believe, and then uh, but they're uh, knocking Bray down at any chance. Uh, all right, I got you, uh, Joey. Backlash. What did you see? What were you expecting? What did you get? What didn't you get that you were looking for? Well, I agree with JT in the sense that it absolutely felt like a glorified Tuesday SmackDown live show uh, with a great main event. I think that the show, uh, in my opinion, at least, was very, you know, the outcomes were very predictable. Um, I think most people, after AJ Styles, you know, beat John Cena uh, clean at SummerSlam, were pretty much expecting him to carry that momentum and win the title, in which he did. Um, Becky Lynch, who is, you know, one of the most over-female superstars in all of WWE right now, you know, deserved to win that belt and, and did. Um, and there was no way that they were going to stop the momentum uh, that was created from the odd pairing of Heath Slater and Rhino. So I think that it was a relatively predictable show. Um, as I mentioned in my article on fantasyjestersports.com, uh, you know, uh, for it, it was a way for them to crown a lot of the quote-unquote internet darlings uh, that a lot of people in the internet wrestling community love, like AJ Styles, Becky Lynch, uh, and Heath Slater. Um, I think that the outcomes were the right outcomes. I just think that the way they were booked uh, lacked excitement. It wasn't, you know, uh, Heath Slater and Rhino's win should have, you know, been a little bit bigger, I feel like. And AJ Styles specifically with that finish, um, you know, again, as JT said, it felt like a glorified SmackDown show. It didn't feel like a pay-per-view. It didn't have a big fight kind of feel. Um, And just overall, I think that they could have booked 
pretty much all of the finishes to that show um, a little bit better and just, you know, with a little bit more excitement to it. You know, the crowd, you know, was sort of into it, you know, and everything like that. And they love when Styles wrestles. He does a lot of great things. But, you know, as has been the case with, say, Dean Ambrose, I mean, he gets, he hasn't been getting much of a, a reaction from the crowd. And I just think, just overall, they, they could have did a little bit better in terms of making the finishes. Granted, they were predictable, but they could have done it so that it was right. still, you know, exciting. Here's the thing, though, um, and I'm going to go to JT with this one, uh, more from somebody watching it, not one of the wrestlers. Uh, somebody watching it. Do you, don't you feel that the WWE hurts themselves by leaking out what's going on during the day? In other words, everybody who's a true wrestling fan is all over either Twitter or their you know, their favorite dot com or whatever, they're checking out social media, wherever, and finding out that, oh, wow, you know, I knew midday Randy Orton wasn't uh, wrestling that night. Right. I already right. knew. I already right. knew that there was going to be a plot twist. Now, if that doesn't leak, think about this. Think about, yes, because, I, I, you know, and let me go ahead and put in my vote. I'll, I'll make it a three-way on this one. The idea that, you know what, that was a very pedestrian, yes, they had to go ahead and give your belts out and all that stuff. And here's what they were lacking. And had they kept their mouth shut, they would have had. They were lacking some sort of plot twist, something that makes you go, holy shit, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, oh my God, that's what, and you know what, had they shut up about Randy Orton before the match and just made like that was supposed to happen, where all of a sudden Randy Orton's getting hurt and who is he going to wrestle, you know, then you're not expecting it. I mean, that's something that you could spring on people at the match, and there's your twist for the night. That's what makes it special. There is nothing that made it out of the ordinary other than what everybody knew was coming. They're putting uh-huh. straps on people tonight. Okay. There right, was right. no plot twist. And had they shut up about what was going on with Randy Orton, had I not known midday, it would have made for a better show for me. And I'm uh, JT, I'm guessing that you feel the same way by your agreement there. Well, I- yeah, and I mean, when you look at it, you're saying they're missing that, that holy shit moment. You mean like Triple H showing up out of nowhere and pedigreeing people during a title match. You know, they just had that a few weeks ago. They saw the buzz it generated. They saw the energy in the arena that it created. So why would you want to try to duplicate that? And the irony of this whole thing is, take it back to the late 90s when WCW, uh, Monday Nitro, was leaking out raw results before the show. Uh, you know, and they were freaking out about that. Here they are leaking their own results out in a lot of ways. So WWE goes goes out of their way to shoot themselves in the foot any chance they get, and uh, I think that's absolutely something that they need to reevaluate. Joey, yeah, and you know, and that's something. Let me ask you something, uh, Joey. Do you prefer your fans to know beforehand going in? What's what to expect from you that night, or would you prefer to surprise them? Uh, how, how do you go about it? How do you like that that interaction with the fans? 
Oh, well, I mean, anytime, you know, you want to go out, you know, in front of the fans and give them a great show, you absolutely want that element of surprise. You don't want them to know, you know, beforehand. And it's crazy because with WWE as a promoter or as a promotion, um, you know, to have that happen with Randy Orton, you know, it it shouldn't have been leaked out. Um, I agree, especially with what JC said about Kane. I mean, having Kane be the replacement and then have Kane go over was just ridiculous. But um, but back to what you're saying, you know, you absolutely want that excitement. You know, when Triple H did come back on Raw, you know, I mean, it was such a holy shit factor. And then you're talking about, you know, weeks prior um, when Finn Balor made his debut on Raw, it was a huge, huge deal for, for Raw. Um, it was an even bigger deal that Finn Balor won his first two matches and went over on Roman Reigns uh, because everyone thought Reigns was going to win the match and go fight Rollins for the title. You know, it just, and it goes back to what I've been saying in my articles that Monday Night Raw, you know, I mean, in my opinion, since the brand split has just absolutely outclassed SmackDown in every way and has been, you know, far more exciting, more unpredictable. And I mean, and that's what the fans want. You know, they want to watch a show and not already pretty much guess what's going to happen. You know, they like the plot twist. They like seeing so many different things happen that they didn't think, you know, were going to happen. And I think that that's, you know, that's an element that's really been missing from SmackDown. There hasn't been too many surprises, uh, you know, pretty much at all. And, you know, I, I think that's what's really separated Raw from SmackDown is that right there. What do you think, JT? Oh, absolutely. I look at, I look at SmackDown in general, and it, to me it's gone downhill each and every episode to the point now where I don't even look forward to the show half the time. Um, it, it's sad to see what they're doing with some of the talent they have on these shows. Uh, it's gone to the point now where you've got guys like Alberto Al Patron, as he's calling himself now, that would rather walk away from a big paycheck than to be involved with this company. So they definitely need to get a hold of themselves for SmackDown. I still feel it's Vince McMahon's way of giving uh, USA the – proverbial middle finger and saying, don't tell me when and where I'm going to put my shows on. If you're going to try to force my hand, this is what you're going to get. Yeah. And JT, just to go with what you're saying also, I think one of the things, you know, I was listening to um, uh, ex WWE superstar uh, Ryback. He had recently given, given an interview about a day or two ago. Um, And now whether it's true or not, um, it, it remains to be seen, of course, but he had said something regarding one of his last conversations with Vince McMahon that really stood out to me, and I can believe that that it's the truth. And what he said was that Vince McMahon told Ryback uh, that you're one of the hardest workers that I have, but you're one of the hardest workers that I have here, but sometimes hard work doesn't pay off here. And, um, you know, and, and it's something that really struck with me because that is honestly... And sadly, the truth in WWE is that there are a lot of superstars like Bray Wyatt, um, you know, like so many others, you know, that put in the hard work that make that trip Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you know, go home Wednesday only to do it again Thursday, you know, and everything like that. They put in the hard work only for the hard work to not pay off, you know, a lot of those guys, uh, so many of them. And it was something that, you know, Ryback said it, so it's his side of the story, you know, Vince might not have really said, you know, that he's one of the hardest workers he might have, for all we know. But I can absolutely believe that he said that second part because, you know, it, it's rough. Right. You know, especially in pro wrestling, there's so many guys out there that are so talented that could do moves yep. that, you know, the crowd has never even seen. 
and they put in that hard work. They dedicate their lives, and, you know, it, the hard work doesn't pay off. They don't, you know, make it. They don't get over. WWE gives them a bad gimmick, maybe puts them in the wrong match at the wrong time with the wrong opponent. And, I mean, right. you know, it, too many times I think we've seen that, and it's very unfortunate, especially in a guy like Bray's case, who I think Bray Wyatt could be huge. I mean, absolutely huge for WWE, Enormous. and they've just completely bungled it. But um, a very interesting Enjoy. quote there, I think, you know, in regards to the professional wrestling business, that. that, you know, your hard to work sometimes point. won't pay off. Won't pay off. And to that point, well, first off, glad to have you back. Love working with you. I love having your perspective on the show. Now, leading to what you're talking about, I think that was point in case Sunday night, and I actually I almost called that match. When you look at it, Dolph Ziggler. I think Dolph Ziggler works his tail off. Absolutely. And I, knew, I just knew it was going to happen. The guy was going to go out there, get a flurry going. Maurice was going to get involved somehow. Miz was going to win the match. Now, again, the Miz is a fantastic villain, a fantastic heel. He does a great job. You know, his job is, as somebody pointed out to me a long time ago, is to make the audience hate him. Well, he's definitely done that because I really don't know too many people that like the Miz. But just the way Dolph Ziggler in general gets treated, uh, I think that's evidence and living proof for what you're talking about. So couldn't agree more. You know, can I just say something about that match, though? I actually like that match. And here, I, you guys are going to think I'm silly, but I actually did like that match, and here's why. Um, after the recent passing of Mr. Fuji, it kind of brought me back to the old-time wrestling where, you know, something in the face uh, uh, blinding one of one of the wrestlers by by mm. either a manager or somebody outside the ring, it, it just had that nice old school feel to it. Where you know an old stunt that we've seen before, you know I, I'm waiting for them to go back to somebody pulling something out of their tights and having a foreign object, right. you know, and then I having to toss it or something. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I that actually. Like I said, called me crazy. I actually liked that match because it brought back something that was classic to me. And, and the match you know? wasn't bad. It was a great match. It was just the point of Dolph Ziggler, yet once again, a guy that busts his ass out there is going to get pushed to the back of the line again. So it was more of it was a great match, just using him as an example. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know what, folks? We're going to go ahead. We're going to start talking about Raw. We're going to talk about SmackDown. But first, we have to pay some bills. Hi, folks. Fantasy Jester here to talk about BreadFromYourBed.com. And I am with Ethan, the son of the owner, Joey, from BreadFromYourBed.com. Say hello, Ethan. Hello. And how old are you? Four. Okay, Ethan. Thanks. Uh, we'll get back to you in one minute. And here's a little bit about BreadFromYourBed.com. They're both a business services website and a personal finance blog. They discuss ways for people to make extra money from home, and they offer a wide variety of services for your businesses. If you need more traffic for your website, if you need social media management or marketing, if you need a website built, or if you just want to make some extra money online, these are the guys to do it. They have worked and provided results for clients ranging from small to big, and will show you some of those results, including the statistics and the numbers. I highly encourage you to check them out if you're looking for help for your business to grow, or you're looking to learn how to make some extra money from home. Ethan, where should people go if they're looking for a website? BreadFromTheBed.com 
And where should people go if they're looking for social media management? At FromTheBed.com. And where should people go if they're looking to make some extra money? BedFromTheBed.com. And where should people go to get help starting a business? All right, and if uh, they want to work from home, where should people go? Um, BedFromTheBed.com. All right, Ethan, one more time, let me ask you. If they want to spend more time with their kids, where should parents go? Um, BedFromTheBed.com. That's right, folks, BreadFromYourBed.com. You know, folks, uh, we're going to listen to the end of an era on that one. As the production people are working, uh, we might actually hear that commercial with little Ethan one more time. And then I think for Saturday's show, it's planned that the new commercial for BreadFromYourBed.com will be out. So uh, that will be the end of a classic there. And I just, he's just funny as hell i love that little kid anyway folks we're going to go ahead as we left off we were talking about backlash and heading into raw and you know talking about our disappointment in the show in backlash could have had a little bit of a twist now we go over to the raw show and you know one of the things that i'm finding out about the show is uh you know before we go to the raw you know, I think there was one more thing, uh, Joey. Hold on, before we go to the Raw, I know you want to get to the Raw and everything, and so do I. But I think JT had uh, one more thing about the uh, backlash that he wanted to talk about. JT, yeah, I, you know, one last thing I wanted to get to, Joey. On previous shows, from talking to you, if I'm not mistaken, we've both agreed that the Miz will hold that IC title until someone like Apollo Cruz is the guy to take it from him. But then yet you look at Backlash and you have Cruz losing another quote-unquote high-profile match to Baron Corbin. Do you think do you think this hurts his momentum? Do you think this helps him in any way? Uh, I think it definitely hurts him in some respects. But uh, you know, from what I've from what I've gathered, you know, and and from you know talking to a few people and and everything like that, WWE uh, at least at the time. Is, uh, is much higher on Baron Corbin. And I think that, you know, they want to absolutely give him more airtime. Uh, they feel he is, and, and it's true, he is a, a powerhouse main event heel in the making, whereas Apollo Crews, you know, is, is a very athletic, uh, you know, probably a face, uh, you know, in the making and everything like that. But um, it definitely hurts his momentum. And I think that, you know, uh, I mean, it, it, I could be wrong. It looks like Baron Corbin's going to end up having a, a feud with Jack Swagger. Um, but I think that from what I've gathered, WWE is much higher on Corbin. And I wouldn't be surprised if further down the road, um, you know, Corbin picks up a championship sooner or later, uh, especially because time is running out for him to really capitalize on winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Good point. Um, so I think that between the two, and especially as of now, Corbin's more ready, and they're a little higher up on him uh, than they are Apollo Crews. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And, um, you know, it's because of the one thing that if you notice, and this is something that, uh, you know, 
Jimmy Hart had alluded to this too, and, and I guess maybe that's where I'm getting it from. I'm actually, you know, listening to him uh, on some of the stuff. He, Baron Corbin's big. They need a couple more big guys, up and coming big guys. You know, uh, the the uh, Seth Rollins and the uh, and they, the AJ yeah and the AJ Styles and all that. They've got plenty of guys that size uh, or smaller. So that and that's where Cruz uh, loses. You know, it's a shame too because he is talented. Now, if somebody, one of the smaller guys gets hurt, or you start seeing a couple of the smaller guys go down, you'll see him get a push, and rightfully so, because he should be the next up of the smaller, talented guys. If he was maybe, uh, you know, a little bit better on the mic, maybe you'd see it too. Okay, that would help. Uh, but you'll, you, that kid's not buried forever. Okay, I, I definitely don't think he's buried forever. And, uh, you know, let's get into this whole thing with Raw and how it started out was, uh, you know, we started out with Mick Foley in the ring and everything and went into that uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Dana Brooke match to be able to uh, go against Charlotte at the Clash of the, uh, Clash of the Champions. Sasha Banks ends up winning and... Um, you know, I want to go to, I want to go to Joey for a second on this one. You know, Joey, can you really possibly see after you know Sasha's coming off of uh, injuries and she's kind of getting known as she gets dinged a little easy. I mean, do you really see them putting a the strap back on her, or is, or is this going to be a durability test against the big woman there in the ring? Well, I think that it is definitely a durability test. Um, I honestly don't think that they're going to put the strap on her. And if they do, it wouldn't be for a while. You know, uh, WWE is very, very big on availability. Um, They are extremely big on that, whether you're available, not just for TV tapings, but for live events, for working that schedule, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, uh, you know, to work that. So, you know, and Sasha Banks has proven, you know, that, or, you know, at least to this point, she's had issues with injuries. Um, I think, I don't think that they necessarily put the belt on her here. They could potentially do so down the road at, say, Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. But I think the interesting thing to think about here uh, is that WWE, uh, and specifically Triple H, is very, very big on Bailey. And if I had to really guess the direction of the women's division on Raw, I would say Charlotte goes over on Sasha Banks maybe goes over her again uh, at a later date and maybe as a clash or two with someone else, but that they might be saving the next face champion to be Bailey um, at potentially Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. I do know though that as of now, I mean, you know, a lot of people in WWE, Bailey is just as over as Sasha Banks, if not more. Um, she just needs a little bit more experience, needs, you know, just a little bit more time, you know, on TV and, you know, getting used to everything there. But, I mean, all in all, she's put on a match of the year with Sasha Banks before. Um, and, you know, so long as Banks and Bailey are both faces, I think it's very interesting because, you know, right now, for, uh, Bailey's, you know, arguably the better talent, you know, uh, going forward, definitely more durable. Um, and I think that, uh, all in all, I think Charlotte keeps the belt for quite some time. 
Okay, I'll give you mine in a moment, JT. Um, just a few thoughts on Sasha herself. I could be wrong, but it to me it looks like the uh, the quarter is losing some of its luster, a little bit of its shine. I don't think the pop for her is near what it was before. And earlier we talked about guys like Baron Corbin, how Vince likes these big, mean, you know, nasty, strong guys. Well, to me it also kind of looks like it's going that way in the women's division. Who's to say Nia Jax isn't the one holding the belt uh, long before Sasha gets a chance to put that back on? Uh, you know, the days of the Trish Stratus, Mickey James, uh, Stacey Keebler's, you know, the fitness models being the Divas champion, uh, I think those are over. I think they're actually looking for people now that, well, can pick up someone and throw them around like a rag doll, which we saw from Nia Jax. So I, I don't think it's going to be Sasha. I do agree Bailey is somebody Triple H absolutely loves. I think she would be the next face champion. Agree with Joey completely there. But I think Nia Jax is someone to consider in the very near future as well. Yeah. Uh, I'd say maybe Nia Jax for WrestleMania. I say Nia Jax for WrestleMania on that one. But let me ask you something now. Um, Joey, do you feel from a wrestler's standpoint now, how do you feel about Bailey's talent in ring. Do you do you think she's, you know, top end talent? Uh, I would say that her in ring ability is probably the one thing that she needs to work on, and it's not a knock to it because she is pretty good in the ring. Um, but that is the only spot that she really needs to work on. She's, you know, uh, she has great charisma, uh, has that it factor, you know, good on the mic, uh, etc., and everything like that, and you know, she is very good in the ring, um, but she isn't as seasoned, uh, in my opinion, as, say, Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, you know, and, you know, her other cohorts cohorts that were in the four horsewomen. But, um, you know, that would be the one aspect that I think that she, she does need to work on, and I think that that's what they're holding out for, is that eventually she can have that classic match with, say, a Charlotte or a Nia Jax or, you know, any of them. Uh, but, yeah, I would say that her in-ring work is probably the, the last thing that she needs to work on. And, again, it's not a knock because she is pretty good in the ring. Yeah, and you know what? Before I get to JT on the next one, uh, let me just follow that up then. If you were going, say, uh, uh, high school grading, A is the best, B, C, D, and, you know, you can add pluses and minuses. Uh, her in-ring ability is a grade of what would you grade it? I would have to say between C plus and B minus. Okay. Definitely. And her mic? B plus. Gotcha. Charisma and A. Yeah, everybody likes the whole huggy thing. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. Everybody likes a hug. We all like a hug. Don't try and hug me. Um, <laughs> JT, can I ask you something, my brother? I, I got to ask you, you know, what are they doing with Enzo and uh, Epico? Oh, man. And I told you. Yeah. I wanted to get JT first cause, this way because I know how Joey has his own little thing about it. So I'll let you go first, Larry. Oh, yeah, me? It, no, 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 JT first. Oh. It's a damn shame what they're doing to that team. You know, just, what, a month ago, these guys were on top of the world. And now Enzo can't beat 
Carlito Cool's little brother. Uh, <laughs> it's it, to me is they're 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 like a tag team of jobbers with a name. That that's really it. The only thing that you know yeah. stands out from the guys that Braun Strowman is fighting against is you know Shining Stars has a name. That's it. Um, absolutely terrible what they're doing to Enzo. He's really got to stop hitting on on Linda McMahon because I think that's the problem. Vince is tired of him asking how she's doing. Uh, And and this is his payback for it because what else could this guy have done to deserve what he's had happen to him over the last, say, month? It's disgusting. Piss somebody off. I have no idea. Oh, he did. did. Joey, I mean, what do you think is going on there? I mean, you know, I know you like these guys, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's it's there's a lot that could be said about the whole situation, but to sum it up, there hasn't been a more overact since this new era than Enzo and Cass. Absolutely. A hundred percent they are the most over of the new era by far. It wasn't too long ago that they were teaming with John Cena. Uh, against the club at you know at a pay-per-view it wasn't too long ago that big cast was in you know only a couple weeks ago when he was in the main event to determine the number one contender for the wwe universal championship and you take all the momentum that they've gotten uh since their debut you take everything that they've brought to the table and i mean (laughs) it's so rough uh, trying to say this without any expletives, but they have completely bungled it. Uh, and I mean, it, it, it's really rough. I love both of these guys. Uh, they are phenomenal. And in, in my opinion, see, it's one thing too, if a talent is good at one thing and never progresses at another, that's, a, that's something to say there, but you're talking about two guys. Enzo, of course, always been good on the mic. He has progressed in the ring. Cass has absolutely progressed in the ring. Um, and I mean, it is and progressed on the mic too. Yeah. And for, exactly. He's progressed on the mic. They're just such a pairing, almost like a Brock and Paul Heyman, where it's like, it's just such a pairing and such a good, you know, good pairing to where, you know, that momentum should have carried them to tag team gold a while ago. And maybe that might be the ultimate goal. Uh, I truly hope that that is, but it, it's really a crazy situation because they, I mean, you know, for them to not go over, you know, SummerSlam in New York, okay, that was beyond ridiculous. For them to be in this feud with Epico and Primo uh, is beyond ridiculous, you know. And, I mean, without going further into it, I can only hope that WWE fixes this situation or that it really does ultimately end with them, you know, hoisting the tag belts uh, because it's what, it's 100% what they deserve. You know, when I say the most overact since the new era – you know, I'm talking about them being more over than guys like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, you know, Finn Balor, uh, you know, so everyone that you can name. They are more over than all of those guys. So for them to not have, you know, for them to be at the level of fighting the shining stars, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Well, and, you know, when you're not sure of what's going on in JT, I think, I think this is where you and I, being analysts, will come in on this one. When you're looking for an answer and you're not sure, it just doesn't make sense, you go with the one that makes the most sense. Uh-huh. The most sense here is this one. They, they went from that rise and being in the position that they were in to fighting 
and losing to the shining stars like that in a heartbeat. Right. Real simple. They pissed somebody off. Someone off. It, that's the only thing I can come up with because, like Joey's saying, you want to talk about over. You've got it's, it's almost like when Daniel Bryan came out with the fingers in the air for yes. I mean, you've got the whole arena going right along with Enzo as they come out of, you know, down the ramp. So I just, yeah, they've had to irritate somebody or maybe Enzo for that matter, irritated somebody because to me, this looks like this is directed at him. He's the one that keeps getting. You know what I smell? You know who I smell in this? Besides that, Jericho. It would have to be somebody that's connected to the business that's been there a while, okay, that would have somebody's ear that they've gone against recently. You got to remember, it's got to be somebody that they've gone with or been working programs with or on the same schedule with. Right. Somebody that would have the, the ear of the brass. So you talk about a long-time wrestler. So they either piss Cena off or they piss Jericho off. Joey, go ahead. What? Yeah, no, I, I just wanted to add that there was, you know, the first thing that I want to say is it's funny because it goes back to what, you know, Ryback allegedly said happened with Vince. Hard work doesn't always pay off here. Um, the one thing I would say is that Enzo Amore is Triple H's guy, and uh, Triple H found him uh, almost by chance at a gym, uh, and Triple H essentially brought him that day uh, to the WWE Performance Center, and that's how that specifically started. But um, in regards to it, though, uh, there was something floating online that I saw uh, that had said that uh, and it, it, I, I don't know if it's true. I, you know, it, it's entirely a rumor. Take it for what it is. But that John Cena specifically uh, was a little bit upset at what he perceived was them trying to outshine him, uh, both on the mic and uh, in the match at that pay-per-view. Um, you know, I don't know if I necessarily believe it, but one thing I I could say is that may, perhaps Cena saw almost the writing on the wall that this, this guy Enzo is better on the mic than me, uh, that they are more over than me. And, you know, it, you know, wrestlers are, you know, interesting people. Sometimes it could be something like that. Um, but I do agree with both of you guys. I mean, they had to have done something um, because, you know, this isn't a case of Ryback where he wasn't that over. He might've worked hard, but he wasn't that over. No, these guys, you know, work hard and they are beyond over. There's no reason to not give them the push that they deserve. You know, they had to have done something. Yeah, yeah. Folks, uh, when we come back, we'll finish up on Raw. We've got uh, one more thing to talk with the guys, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. And then we'll go ahead and uh, wrap up with our SmackDown coverage. You're listening to FXE Live. I am the Fantasy Justice. Hi, folks. It's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters, out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, and they're also a PADI-certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, 
night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive! This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. That's right, FXE Live. I am the Fantasy Jester. We are back, and we are talking Backlash, Raw, SmackDown, and FXE with Joey Cage, JT, my everlasting partner everywhere I go. I'll tell you, it's... uh, it's been a good show. We've got a couple of things to go over. I want to go ahead and ask JT, you know, we're looking, JT, at the Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, and, and uh, match, and then Rusev comes out, uh, ruins that whole thing, and now, supposedly, at Clash of Champions, we're going to be looking at Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Now, do you think that uh, they're going to go ahead and have a rematch there, or... You think that they're just going to go ahead and cut Reigns out now of it and move on from this? Yeah, I think the the whole idea to bring Rusev back into this whole fray was to reignite the feud that they did have something cooking with with Roman Reigns. Most people want to see KO and Seth Rollins one-on-one. I'm a Roman Reigns fan. I know other people on the show aren't, but even I would prefer to see that one-on-one. Um, I really enjoyed the banter of Kevin Owens with Seth Rollins right before that match, before Mick Foley stepped in. Owens just is that kind of guy that more so than Seth, I think, has this ability to get under people's skin. And I think both of these guys are going to bring the best out of each other in a a singles match. So Reigns, Rusev at the next pay-per-view makes sense. These two in the match that should be. You know, and before we get to uh, Joey Cage and his opinion on this, I, I have to, I, I've got people flagging me down. I'm sorry. You know, coming out of that commercial, first of all, that's probably the last time you'll hear that deep obsession commercial as we're getting a whole nother one for, I'm being told, yes, I got that too. Hold on a second, folks, and I'll catch up. Folks, Deep Obsession, new commercial coming up for Saturday's Fantasy Justice show. And also, you know, next week, FXE Live, you're going to want to tune in. We have a signing, a very big signing, a very big signing for FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment. And next week, join us. Here, as we will be bringing you a WWE legend. Next week, 9 p.m., you will not want to miss this interview. Getting back to it, Joey Cage, um, 
I got the production people all happy. Sorry about that, Joey. Uh, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, you see what's going on there. You, what do you think? you agree with JT, or what do you think is going to happen here? Well, I, I do agree for the most part. I think that, uh, you know, wise of WWE to continue the, the Roman Reigns and Rusev feud. Uh, the one thing I wanted to say uh, to probably the biggest Roman Reigns fan that I know is uh, that I honestly feel <laughs> – uh, I honestly felt that the match him and KO put on this past week was great. Um, I think Roman, nice. uh, and it's not the last time, uh, or I'm sorry, not the first time that I said it or thought it to myself, was that, you know, since Roman's suspension, since he took that, you know, pretty much on the chin, you know, he uh, he, he seems to get it a little bit more. And um, right. he's put on quite a few good matches and is doing a lot better in the ring, at least from my vantage point. And he went on a great one with Kevin Owens. Uh, with that said, though, I think that, you know, he's going to have his match with Rusev, uh, you know, obviously at Clash of Champions. And, you know, a, the whole wrestling world, all of us are really pumped, you know, for Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. two guys, both have been on the indie circuit. Uh, Kevin Owens as Kevin Steen. Uh, you know, had a lot of great matches with a lot of great guys, such as Nakamura, um, you know, and these two guys have known each other for a while. Um, but you're talking about two absolutely great in-ring talents. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll go, I'll say flat out all around talents. Uh, they are both tremendous in the ring, tremendous on the mic. It's going to be an absolutely great match. Um, you know, my early prediction, though, is that Kevin Owens will walk out with the title. But they will put on, you know, a, a match of the year candidate type of match. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's going to be a great match. I, I can't wait to see that one for sure. One of one of the better matches uh, over the past couple of months that we're going to see. Getting over to uh, SmackDown, and uh, you know, we're going to spend a little time on this because that's pretty much what it deserves lately. And uh, yeah, you know, JT, go ahead. I'm going to let you go first. What? Did you like about SmackDown, and what did you not like? What do you like? What do you not like? And then I'm going to ask Joey Cage the same thing. Honestly, uh, there wasn't a lot that I did like about SmackDown. I hate to say that. The, the show is, is definitely trending down. Uh, John Cena, Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles, and Miz. Um, the best part of the show was the fact that somebody came out and didn't let Mr. Turkey Neck Ellsworth actually get into the ring for the final match. Um, I never thought I'd be so happy to see The Miz in my entire life as I was when he came out. Uh, not a bad match. It, it was interesting. Uh, other than that, my one question coming out of this is, are the Usos moonlighting as busboys? Because I don't know what they got them wearing as ring attire now. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, for, I I don't know why they had to change their outfit to turn heel. I mean, that wasn't necessary, I don't think. But uh, yeah, no, I have no idea what the hell they're wearing. So there was nothing that you liked. There's absolutely nothing that. I I mean, I guess if anything, I I enjoyed seeing Jack Swagger come out. I think Swagger's an immensely talented individual. I'd like to see him get back to the level he was from a few years ago. I do find it hard to believe that he has enough clout to put Baron Corbin over 
but we'll see what they're going to do with that. Joey, you're not, and I guess you're agreeing with some of what he's saying or what? Yeah, you know, it's really funny because I, the idea of the veteran putting the new guy over is that the veteran does have that kind of clout to where putting him over makes a difference, you know. And I'm not quite sure Baron Corbin beating Jack Swagger is really going to give him the kind of momentum WWE might think right. that it will. Um, almost, you know, in the same vein as, you know, uh, like, say, a Kane and Bray Wyatt, although Kane, of course, went over in that match, and Kane is a lot more decorated of a superstar than, you know, Swagger. But I think that, you know, the Swagger-Corbin viewed, I like Jack Swagger. I do. I just want to say that. First off, he is very talented. Uh, He was misused a lot in the beginning of his career and stuff with Zeb Coulter. And, you know, and I respect Zeb Coulter. He's done a lot of great work throughout the years. Um, But... You know, he, he's very talented. He doesn't have the clout. He definitely does not uh, to put somebody over, you know. But I think that, you know, especially off of the promo he gave, he's trying to bring a newfound energy and excitement. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see him in, in something. Uh, with that said, though, in regards to the rest of SmackDown Live, um, you know, there wasn't too much that I liked either. The one thing I will say, though, that I do like is uh, – the idea, well, there, you know, there are, I guess, a couple things. The, the idea of John Cena, uh, AJ Styles, and Dean Ambrose. AJ Styles went over John Cena, and AJ Styles went over Ambrose. Now they're going to have a triple threat match to where, you know, WWE's new Golden Boy, or at least definitely for SmackDown Live, uh, is likely to go over in that match. But the one thing I thought that was really interesting was the animosity and uh, the words exchanged between Cena and Ambrose. Um, as a lot of friends of mine have noted online, you know, they brought the intensity uh, and, and, you know, everything that they brought in the, in the words said between them uh, was electric and, you know, felt as if these guys can absolutely put together a great match. Um, I think that added element is very interesting. Uh, the one other thing I thought was interesting was that the crowd seemingly booed uh, Ambrose uh, when he hit Cena with Dirty Deeds. And I, th- I think that was almost anti what WWE had wanted because usually, you know, uh, somebody, especially an up-and-comer, uh, hits their finisher on Cena and they get a pop for it. But right. nonetheless, I'm excited for that triple threat. Um, I think that was good. Uh, you know, I disagree completely with Alexa Bliss becoming the number one contender for the women's championship. I think a lot of us wanted to see pretty much anyone else go against uh, Becky Lynch and have a great match there. I think Becky Lynch could have a great match with Nikki Bella, but they have the problem of them two being faces. But nonetheless, there wasn't too much that I did like, and I think that, you know, just all in all, you know, the show, they need a little bit more excitement. They need more energy, a little bit more, you know, some more swerves. There's too much predictability going on. You know, everyone, like I said, everyone knew Ziggler was going to lose and The Miz was going to retain. You know, they got to add a little bit more flavor. Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan's show – needs to be more exciting. It needs to be more entertaining uh, going forward. And, I mean, that, that's really, you know, the summary of this SmackDown show, but a good majority of them. You know, and here's what's crazy. Uh, first, hold on, before we move on to what I was going to say, because uh, I don't want to forget the Alexa Bliss thing. Uh, you touched on Alexa Bliss. And you know what? Uh, I, I kind of wasn't too surprised because they are really giving the, the newbies the big push and everything. Um, the only thing I liked about her, honestly, is I like the uh, new look 
kind of that she had for this last one where she looks like Harley Quinn. I thought that was that that was a good look for her. I hope she keeps that look. And uh, you know, I just didn't think that her wrestling ability should have her there yet as a number one contender. But you know, they're they're getting giving anybody the push. Yeah, they are lacking for for me. And, and this is again now, folks. As I've gone ahead and been able to study and take a look at wrestling and putting on a wrestling show and. You know, actually now, you know, for those of you who don't know or haven't heard, we are uh, working at putting this uh, on TV now, and uh, that is official. We are uh, going to be going out to 3 million homes uh, through 10 counties here in Florida, and uh, we're getting ready to do that. And as I'm getting ready to put these shows on, one of the things that it's hard to surprise anybody again, and I alluded to this earlier, is if you're able to find out beforehand what the match is and how it's going to turn out and everything, um, you know, you're kind of killing it. You know, if I know the ending to the movie before the movie, I go see the movie, I'm probably not going to go see the movie. I'll wait till I can catch it for free or I can do this or whatever. Okay. I have no interest in it. If I knew beforehand at a sporting event, which team was going to win, I would imagine you'd be killing your fan base of watching that show. So here's what I would do because I don't know if they're leaking it on purpose or you just can't help the leaks in the day of social media. So let's assume both. Here's how I'm going to handle it. Okay. I'm going to put out disinformation. This way, when stuff gets leaked, you're not going to know whether or not to trust it. That's how you get over this. This is how you make things interesting. You make everybody think this is what's going to happen. And boom, no, it doesn't. Joey, what? You got something you want to say about that one? Yeah, you know, the only thing I just want to say is that if there's one thing that's going to be predictable and that's going to be, you know, everyone's going to see coming uh, in regards to FXE, is Joey Cage defeats Mako via submission at every single event that we ever fight in. And uh, Joey Cage defeating Mako will be the most predictable element of every show. Well, well, that's yet to be determined. We'll see about that. Um, I don't know. I, I know both of you are very serious, and we've got a bunch of guys that are going to be serious on our cards, folks. And, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, Joey doesn't know. Nobody knows. Nobody's supposed to know. You know who knows? I know. I know I know way too much about the WWE. I know way too much about Raw, SmackDown, FXC. Next week, folks. WWE legend, don't want to miss him. It's a him, there's your him. Pay attention to social media, Fez437 at Twitter. Myself, Fantasy underscore Jester. Catch up. Maybe you'll get some hints as to who's going to be on the show next week and who our big signing is. This has been the Fantasy Jester, FXE Live, the Joey Page, JT, my partner and everything. I am out of here. He's everything you ever wanted. One moment.
pressure. Just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous. But on the surface, he looks calm and ready to drop palms. 